So his question is, why don't we remember our past? If we did, perhaps we would operate uh, in a better way. I don't know, some people are laughing. I'm not going to get funny on this one. So, <laughs> um, why don't we remember our past and why it is shielded away from us? Look, let's face it, it's not a perfect system. It's work in progress. Having said that, to be honest with you, there is no why to it. That's the way things are. Even science cannot explain you the why. It can only tell you the reason, which we equate with why. It says, this is happening and this is why that is happening. But why that is happening to begin with, nobody knows. And that's what the scriptures called Maya. And that's what Maya is. Where uh, you forget. And even if you remember, you forget. Just yesterday, Sadhuji was saying something so beautiful. She said, it's amazing, Swamiji, that we read stories, we connect, but then very quickly we forget. They remain stories, even for people to whom they actually happened. So when we remember those, we feel incredibly grateful. And, and then something happens to us or we go through our, our own challenges and soon we've forgotten everything. We are thinking, no, I know better or this has to be this way and we question and we go through self-doubt or we doubt our object of faith whether that's our guru or God or anybody else, that that's what maya is. That we know and yet we don't know. So even when we do sometimes something for which we have to pay the consequences or suffer the consequences for, we always justify ourselves. Oh, but I actually meant that. Everybody in the court pleads not guilty. And those who do plead guilty are looking for a bargain plea. That, look, I will accept certain things, but you let go of certain other things. And though they try to let off the hook without anything. From the perspective of nature, it's ceaseless. It's continuous, it's contiguous, and it's ceaseless. From the perspective of a human being, because we identify ourselves with our body and we experience everything through our body, we tend to forget, disassociate ourselves from, from what actually happened. But it's just one continuous movement. Nature is not looking at perishable things. That is ever-changing. Nature is looking at the, the only thing that is ever-present. I don't wish to use the word permanent, but if must we quote Krishna, then yes, it is permanent. So the law of this country does not care, the central government's law, whether you are in Himachal or you are in Bengal or you are in Mumbai. The law applies everywhere. If you move from one place to another, you can't say, oh, sorry, but everything I did there, can I just uh, not put it away? You carry it with you. You carry your credit history with you and you carry your criminal, criminal history with you.
So in the play of nature, you carry your karmic history with you, whether you remember it or not. That, that's the way things are. Perhaps <clears throat> things might have been easier if people could remember things, but perhaps the civilization would cease to exist. If you could remember everything, there'd be so much fighting happening. People would carry on their grudges from lifetimes. I mean, this life is hard to handle. <laughs> Even a child who's 10 years old is so depressed, so tense, so stressed out, and he or she has enough memories to, to try to wash and think about lifetimes. People will go back to their enemies, will kill their enemies, and will say, this property used to be mine. Well, you were only born this time, but I've been having it since lifetimes. So I hold. So it'll be great unrest. It'll be great unrest in the world. If there was also, the other day we were talking, if people could see their death, for example, they would kill each other. For sure. If you know you are dying tomorrow and you know the enemies of your children or your siblings or so on, you'll say, look, I'm going to go kill them tomorrow. I'm dying anyway. As this person, I think uh, Fyodor Dutusky said in Brother Kamajov, I think that was a novel. If there is no God, all is permissible then. If we removed God or religion out of the equation, then the concept of morality disappears. If morality disappears, people will do anything. Before the most uh, you know, lowly crimes are committed, before they are called illegal, we see them as immoral. Whether the question whether they are legal or not comes afterwards. Mullah Nasruddin was in, in the court and the judge said, okay, now you take a pledge first that whatever you will say, it will only be the truth, truth and nothing else but the truth. Mullah put his hand there, he said, whatever I'll say will be the truth and nothing else but the truth. On the holy book, and the judge said, what do you have to say in defense now? He said, well, after these conditions, not much I can say at all. <laughs> nothing is left to be said. And the judge said, well, you still are under obligation to say something. He said, okay, so is this the first time you've done it, this uh, theft? He said, uh, no, your honor. Since I'm obliged to tell the truth, I've done it countless times before. Well, I haven't seen you around here before. That I never got caught, your honor. <laughs> I never got caught, he said. If you don't get caught, there is no law. But even if you don't get caught, there is still morality. So they made this point of, let's infuse people with some concepts that will make them live a certain way. And that's why the notion of morality changes from one place, from one culture, from one religion to another. Broadly though, it remains the same, more or less. And that's how society has evolved. 
you, if I infuse in you morality, before you think of law, you will think, oh, this is wrong. I shouldn't be stealing. God is seeing me. God is watching me. You know this honor system where you can just uh, take and leave whatever you want to leave in, in front. So in a, in a school, they put, there was apples and chocolates. So they put a little board there just next to the chocolate thing that $1 per chocolate, remember, God is watching. So you take your chocolate and you drop in a dollar. So a child dropped in a dollar, took a chocolate and went to his friends. He said, listen, God is watching the chocolates. You can take all the apples if you like. <laughs> Nobody is watching the apples. He's only looking at the chocolates. So we have made these very absurd concepts of morality that hold no water in the eyes of nature. But the world, anybody who, who says that to you will be misunderstood. Anybody who says that to you, you will pick and choose. Always. Yes, I'm okay till this much, but not that. I'm okay if he gets drunk, okay, fine. But I'm not okay if he eats meat, for example. So we have our limits. We have created our limits, most of which have been given to us by religious books. So nature does not care about your religion. Nature does not care about morality. That concept does not exist in the working of nature. Nature only cares about one thing. What will help it move forward? It's that ruthless juggernaut that's just rolling. Anything comes its way, it will crush it. When death visits anybody, death never says, oh, you donated so much money. I will spare you. Oh, you've been very kind. You've never done anything bad to anybody. I'll spare you. Oh, you've been a terrible person. You've been a terrorist. I'll take you right away. Or, I'm sorry, you have such huge responsibility ahead of you. I know your family will fall apart if I took you now. So therefore, I will give you some time. Nature does not do such things. Death simply moves. Whatever, whoever comes its way, it will take it. And that's why there is no why. Why we forget. We just do. And we have to live with it. Why do we get old? We just do. Even with all the science, plastic surgeons and cosmetic surgeons and Botox and everything else, you still get old. Unless you start to look like a ripe tomato. But you, you still get old. And that's the fact of life. Why do we get old? Well, there are some aging genes. There is something happening in the brain. New brain cells are not being manufactured. So on and so These are just explanations. They don't really solve the purpose. Beyond offering somebody some consolation. And that's why I, was, I say that if you are in harmony with nature... You're in harmony. You won't forget. 
you won't forget the things you need to remember. That's the real challenge. How do we not forget what we ought to remember? As opposed to forgetting nothing. Because there are some things we must forget. And if we don't forget those things, it'll be very hard to even breathe. And nature has made this beautiful system of people over a period of time feeling less pain of something that happened in the past. Somewhere it gets buried in the ever-piling memories. So that's my answer.